Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenland Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Storyteller Station. I am happy to be here. I usually say I'm happy that you're here, but I have to say I'm happy to be here because it has been a long hiatus. It was never meant to be, but I will tell you one thing after another happened in my life. Sickness, children's sickness. We had a death in the family. We have had certain things come up, then sickness again. And so it is just all added up to be quite stressful. But I am so excited because I am going to be sharing with you a short series, a Christmas romance short story. Yay! Everybody loves romance. And hopefully everybody loves Christmas. I know this time of year can be really hard for people. In my private practice, I've seen more and more people come back and just need to work through some things and kind of um, just family struggles in some of the lives of friends. And so I know that it, it isn't an easy time of year for some people. And that's why Hallmark Christmas movies are probably so popular. Anyway, I just really wanted to let you know that I'm here and I'm back and I have been writing. I have, I was going to rapid release October, November, December was going to be the Melan or the Servant Prince, which is book one in the Sage Cheval series, the Melancholy Princess, book two, and then the Guardian's Gift, book three. November's book did not make it. November always hits hard around here. So I was not really surprised that it didn't happen. I was disappointed, but not surprised. So I'm still working on the Guardian's Gift and trying to get it together so that I can make it available before Christmas on Amazon. The Sage Cheval series is available. And so it's just how many books in the series so far are available. (laughs) So far, two, hopefully three before Christmas. And actually, books four and five are in the works. They happen simultaneously, so they will be coming out at the same time as well. That is my hope, and that is my plan. High hopes, big plans. And so the podcast has kind of taken a little bit of a backseat, which is sad because I miss it. So I wanted to talk with you a little bit today about pen names because I I do write in different genres and so I've had to contemplate how I wanted to handle that. And it's not a bad thing to write in different genres. And if you want to use your same name, you're, you're certainly welcome to do that. However, considering the reader and considering what they might be searching for when they look for you, um, that 
that really can be a deterrent if they are looking for Sarah Fenlon Falks finding myself facing cancer, the nonfiction story of the cancer experience, and they want to read about that. And then they come up with the uh, romance novels that Sarah Fenlon Falk writes. That might be a little frustrating. Like, that is not what I was looking for. And not that they would not be able to find both under the same name. It's just that it might be a little more confusing. And so I've, I thought long and hard about this because the first books I was going to write is actually a romance slash mystery slash comedy. And <laughs> those are just brewing. I can't wait to get to those, but it's probably going to be late next year that I actually get to spend some time with my girl, Lucy. And so it's, it's, it's been on my mind anyway, how I want to market this and what I want to do, because if I'm going to go romance, then that is a complete departure from middle grade fantasy or from the nonfiction health related books that I'm, that people are used to me putting out. So I have come up with a pen name and I I really like it, and it's kind of a romantic spin, the reason why I'm using it. So my middle name is Julianne, and I at first I thought about using Julianne Falk, because Julianne is such a beautiful name, and if that's your first name and you're listening to this, I just love your name. It's so pretty. <laughs> but Julianne um, is my middle name, and so I wanted to use the J, and, and I like my first name, Sarah, and thought, well, that would be the, the one piece of continuity right there, the Sarah, Sarah Fenlon Falk, and Sarah, and I'll tell you now what it is, so since I've, you know, just about spilled the beans without giving you like a drum roll or anything. Okay, so the romance author side of things is Sarah J. Peters. If you know me, you know why this is romantic. If you don't know me, let me tell you. My husband's name is Peter. And I thought, oh, how sweet. I'm Peter's. I'm Peter's wife. I'm Peter's love. That's so romantic. So if I am Sarah J. Peters, there's just that little bit of romance, even in the name for me, that I can just look at that and say, oh, I'm Peter's. I'm Peter's gal. So that is how I came up with Sarah J. Peters. I just, I think it's sweet. Y'all might be gagging out there thinking that's really cheesy, but I love it. So Sarah J. Peters it is. And unless someone like messages me with this compelling argument why Julianne Falk is way better for a romance author and whatever. If you've got an opinion, a very strong opinion about this, please let me know. I'm happy to listen to your advice and your feedback. But really, you know, for me anyway, the pen name, it's not about anything I need to hide because I'm obviously, I'm very open about that being me. I am Sarah J. Peters. But it's more about the marketing and just being able to really differentiate between the styles of books that I am producing. 
So that's just a little bit on pen names. And now, as Sarah J. Peters, I have been working on, I have, you guys, I just, I mean, I think I've told you how crazy it is. I don't understand people who say, I can't imagine what to write, or I can't think about what to write, because I'm like, I kind of wish I would stop thinking about things to write, because I have so many ideas. I have this book series plotted out for my mystery romance comedy, and I just, I've got another middle grade fantasy series that's kind of plotted out that I've written into a little bit. I've got another romance series, Love and Athlete series, <laughs> just a, a trilogy. And it's not like they go together. They, they're all standalone novels, but it's the same theme, Love and Athlete. So, oh, you guys, um, it's, it's really fun. I have a lot that I want to share, but I think just because things have been so heavy in my life in the past month or two, I just really needed to spend some time as Sarah J. Peters and just kind of lighten it up. Not that the Sage Chevelle series is heavy, but I just, I just love, it's so fun to write romance. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but it's so much fun. So I thought, okay, I am going to write a Christmas romance and I was going to try to have it written for last Christmas. So this was an idea I had last Christmas, but actually made it happen this year. And it's called Mistletoe Mayhem. And it actually has a little bit of a nod to one of the books in the Love and Athlete trilogy. So um, it's just, I just thought that would be cute to just kind of tie some things together. I love writing in series and I love it when things kind of um, like fit together. And so while you don't have to read Mistletoe Mayhem to understand Love and Left Field, it's still fun to see them both together or read, it would be fun to read them both together. So anyway, what I wanted to do was in three little episodes, I wanted to share Mistletoe Mayhem with you. So I'm actually gonna, gonna spend the rest of the time now getting into Mistletoe Mayhem and getting you into the story. And then you'll just have to come back for the next two weeks to hear the endings. So I'm just gonna give you little snippets each time and probably... Um, chat with you just a little bit before or after. So if you have to, you know, use that little fast forward, fast forward, fast forward to get through whatever little things I'm chatting with you about to get to the story, that's fine with me. I, I hope you enjoy the story just that much that you just can't wait to read the rest. So without further ado, I present to you Mistletoe Mayhem. Mistletoe Mayhem by Sarah J. Peters It was Taylor's idea, and since it was Taylor's idea, everyone was on board. Word one. Why it would surprise me after being her best friend for almost 15 years was beyond me, but Taylor decided it would be great to return to our hometown and hold a fundraiser for hurricane relief at Christmas time. Mistletoe magic, she called it. 
If mistletoe could be ground up and made into a tea that would cure acne or burn off belly fat, I would have totally bought into the whole idea of mistletoe magic. But that wasn't the case, and that wasn't what Taylor had in mind. I'll stand under a sprig of mistletoe, and for fifty dollars, I'll kiss all contributors. You too, of course. She had had the biggest smile on her face when she said it. My jaw must have almost dropped to the floor because she literally had to lift my chin with the tip of her finger to close my mouth. What? She argued with me before I could even say anything. It's such a great idea for a fundraiser. Besides, Daria could use the help. Daria, Taylor's cousin, is a single mom and owner of the Well Springs Resort on an obscure island off the Florida coast. Her resort had been hit hard by the most recent hurricane that passed through. This is what gave Taylor the idea for a fundraiser in the first place. Have fun with all of that, I said, clear to express that I would have nothing to do with kissing anyone in Livingston County. What? You have to help me. I gave her my, you must be out of your mind, look, and said nothing. Bryn, come on, she urged. You're my best friend. As if me being her best friend made me automatically confident, beautiful, and desirous. It didn't, and I wasn't, so... No. I think I made it clear that Taylor gets what she wants, and so, in a few weeks' time, I found myself on the train riding back into our small hometown, dreading what was to come. Christmas break had just begun, and my college roommate and I were heading home. Taylor and I had decided when we were 10 years old that we would be college roommates. Even though she's a fashion design major and I am pre-law, we found a school to accommodate both and are, indeed, roommates. It's hard to say no to Taylor, and I wouldn't want to lose her friendship after all these years. She's never threatened to unfriend me, but I just don't want to disappoint her anyway. I typically try not to disappoint anyone, but where Taylor's concerned, there really isn't a good reason not to go along with, well, most of what she suggests. Thanks to her, I'm much less shy than I was in high school. We graduated together two years ago, even though she's a year older than me. I started school a year earlier than my academic counterparts and was consequently smaller and younger than most, if not all, of my classmates. But Taylor and I had hit it off in grade school and just remained friends. Even when the people started calling us beauty in the brains in high school, Taylor ignored it. She said that as far as beauty and brains were concerned, we were interchangeable. And it was right for her. Even though she looked the part of a clueless blonde cheerleader, Taylor had done very well in school. She wasn't always people smart, but was certainly more intelligent than not. I slouched in my seat and looked over at Taylor, who was twirling a strand of her blonde hair around a long, slender finger. She looked over at me and said, This is going to be such a great break. Was she trying to convince me of it? Because I wasn't so sure it would be a great break, not only because of the mistletoe magic fundraiser she was planning, but 
Also because of the possibility of seeing Matthew Mason. Matthew, former football quarterback, former class president, and my not-so-former crush. But we barely ever talked in school, so what did it matter if we saw each other or not? I imagined myself to be invisible in high school. I was painfully shy, and if it weren't for the fact that Taylor was the exact opposite, I probably wouldn't have met anyone in those four long years. It always seemed to me that Taylor had carried me through high school in a way. I was her constant support, but she was mine too. She always encouraged me to get out, go for things, talk to people. I tried. I really did. None of my efforts seemed to matter much, though. At least not in the way I had hoped. It never made a difference to Matthew Mason anyway, but... Taylor noticed every little step I took, and she cheered me on every time. Taylor had always seemed perfect to me. I can't lie. I've tried not to be jealous where she's concerned, and most of the time, I'm not. I cheer on her successes, too, but sometimes jealousy is a struggle, though. Taylor doesn't even have to try to look good, and yet there she is, always looking good. I let out an involuntary sigh. She glanced back at me and smiled. You okay? Yeah, just tired, I guess, I said, covering for the thoughts I didn't want her to know about. I know, this is a long train ride, but we're almost there. She smiled wider and patted my knee in comfort. I smiled back. I couldn't help it. I just love my best friend to the moon. Our train pulled into the station on time, and Taylor's mom was there to meet us and take me home. We planned to meet up the next day at the mall to finalize the arrangements she had already begun making for the Mistletoe Magic fundraiser. It didn't matter what I did or said to try to discourage the idea. She was determined this was going to happen. There was no stopping this girl. While I was nervous about the days that lay ahead of me, I enjoyed a nice evening with my parents and brother. It was nice to be back with my family and to sleep in my own bed. I never sleep better than I do at my parents' house. My little brother, Drake, who wasn't so little anymore and towered over me even as a sophomore in high school, slept down the hall from me. I could hear him snoring from the next room, but it didn't stop me from falling into a deep, and peaceful sleep. Good morning, sunshine, my mom sang as she opened my blinds, just as she always had. Did you sleep well? I groaned and rolled over, pulling the blanket to cover my head. Apparently, she didn't realize that I wanted to sleep away winter break. Taylor called. She's on her way to the mall, my mom informed me, putting a gentle hand on my shoulder. Oh, my word, I mumbled from deep within the blankets. She's such a sweetheart, that girl, my mom continued. All I could think was that my mother obviously had no idea that that sweet girl wanted me to kiss half the men in the county while she kissed the other half for money. Although I'm sure if Taylor told my mom the plan and that it was all her idea, my mom would have been just as delighted as she sounded in this moment. 
After a quick shower and breakfast, I forced my short, straight, dark hair into a pointy ponytail. Then I threw on a sweater, jeggings, and my favorite fur-lined boots and headed to the mall. I was feeling warm, fairly well-rested, and was enjoying the mocha in my mug when Taylor came into view from across the food court. Immediately, my stomach began to churn. What am I doing? I thought, watching Taylor flip her wavy blonde hair over her shoulder and smile wide at me, white teeth gleaming through well-glossed lips. Who will want to kiss me when I'm standing next to her? Hiya, Taylor said and hugged me as if she hadn't seen me in weeks. Let's do this. I wanted to say, let's not. But instead, I just said, okay, and followed her as I always did. This wasn't going to be good. I could tell. Taylor handed me a poster board with mistletoe magic written in red and green glitter. Here, she said. I'll ask if we can keep these in the mall office until the fundraiser. She smiled and showed me the poster she held in her other hand. Kiss for a cause, sparkled on the board. I rolled my eyes in disbelief. What am I doing? Was all I could think as we walked down the long hall. The mall manager's office was off to one end of the mall, and while it was in a quiet corner and the door was blocked by some fake trees, Mitch, the manager, was standing outside his office waiting for us. His brows raised and his smile widened when he saw us. Well, when he saw Taylor, that is. Uh, try not to act too eager there, Mitch, I thought to myself sarcastically, shaking my head as he tripped forward to greet Taylor. Hi, I'm Taylor. We spoke on the phone, Taylor was saying to him, though I'm not sure he was listening. This is my friend, Bryn. He nodded at me and said, hi, but then returned his attention to Taylor. We're going to hold the Mistletoe Magic Fundraiser this weekend. Taylor was obviously so excited, and I was trying not to be obviously sick about the whole thing. Okay, listen, I truly believe the following two things about my best friend Taylor. Number one, she does not realize how beautiful she is. She just doesn't. And number two, she is a genuinely kind and generous person. Understanding these things about her did not make me feel any better about the idea of the mistletoe magic fundraiser, however. I knew Taylor would have no problem with it, but me? Well, interacting with others has never been my strong suit, and kissing? <laughs> I stood off to the side as Taylor shared her vision for the fundraiser with Mitch. To be honest, I was a little distracted. I couldn't be sure but I thought I had seen Matthew in the food court. I hid behind the tree near the mall manager's office to try to remain unseen. Just in case it had been Matthew Mason in the food court, I did not want to have that potential run in. I sipped my mocha and stared in the direction of where I had caught a glimpse of Matthew or his look-alike anyway. Hey, came a voice from the other side of the tree. I choked on the sip of mocha I had just taken, and it lodged in my throat before sliding down with a gulp, causing me to cough violently. 
Whoa, the voice said. You okay? I looked over to confirm my fears. Matthew stood there with a confused or maybe concerned look on his face. I held a hand up to signal I was okay, nodded my head, and raised my brows at him. After dabbing my mouth with a napkin, thank God I had thought to grab one, I squeezed out, I... I tried not to sound overly excited to see him or nervous about seeing him, but I'm sure I gave off the impression of both. The high was high-pitched and squeezed. It, it sounded as though I had just sucked helium. I thought I saw you in the food court, he said, not skipping a beat. My heart skipped a beat. He saw me in the food court? And now he's talking to me? Uh, <clears throat> oh, I said, trying my best to sound nonchalant. Um, I thought I saw you, too. And uh, here you are. He smiled out of one corner of his mouth and shrugged. So, how are you? How's school? I'm, I'm good, thanks, I stuttered. School's great. Uh, how about you? How are things? Good, good he said. Did he just stutter too? Matthew Mason cleared his throat and said, <clears throat> well, I'm still at state, studying poli-sci. Oh, right, I nodded. Um, <laughs> class president and everything. That's where you got your political start. I chuckled nervously and took another sip of my mocha, trying to shrug off those nerves. He chuckled too. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. As if just realizing I had a poster board propped against my leg, he looked down at it. Mistletoe magic? he asked. I just about choked on my mocha. Again. Uh, what is that? I looked over at Taylor for help. She didn't seem to realize I was talking to anyone, let alone that it was Matthew Mason. She was still talking emphatically with Mitch, using her hands to outline how things should be set up, puckering her lips and giggling. Mitch was enthralled. I would get no help there. Well, it's um, a fundraiser that Taylor and I put together. I tried to explain without explaining too much. Fundraiser? What are you selling? Mistletoe? <laughs> I chuckled again and mumbled. Um, well, kisses, actually. I took another quick sip, peering up at him over my mug. Wow, he said, smiling. It looked like he was even blushing, but why would he be? Could he be? Well, that sounds great, he continued. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I said with all the enthusiasm I could muster. It'll be great. <laughs> Thanks. He nodded back at me, then turned to go. Well, I hope you have a great Christmas break. Yeah, you too. Have a great Christmas. Keep your chapstick handy, he chuckled, waving as he walked away. Yeah, right. I laughed nervously, louder than I meant to. Oh, God. I turned away and shook my head. Could I have sounded any more lame? Taylor came over in the next moment. It's all set, she said cheerfully, and then looked down the hall at the departing backside of the man I had wanted to kiss since the eighth grade graduation dance. Was that...
she started. Matthew Mason, I finished for her. Yes, yes it was. Oh, wow, she said, turning to me. How did that go? Taylor knew of my undying affection for the dark-haired figure disappearing from our view. Oh, fine, it was fine, I lied. He said to have a great Christmas. Well, that was so nice, huh? Taylor said encouragingly, giving me a one-arm hug. Let's go put these in the office, and I'll show you where we'll set up our table. Great, I said, looking back over my shoulder. Matthew could no longer be seen in the hallway. I sighed heavily and grabbed up my poster. There it is, my friends, the first installment of Mistletoe Mayhem. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll tune in next week when I continue the story of Bryn and Taylor's Christmas adventure. <laughs> and if you want to connect in the meantime, please visit my Facebook page, Storyteller Nation. You can also visit me at sarahfenlandfalk.com where I post updates on all the newest books. And I think that I'll be putting up mistletoe mayhem just for the fun of it so i i just need to get busy on the website so check that out just look for the updates there until then i really look forward to meeting with you next time on storyteller station have a great week